Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here we are in this season of Epiphany. We've just passed Christmas, right? And here it is. We've received something during this Christmas season. We've received that great gift from God that we do each year. And every year in which we unwrap it, now it is in this great season of Epiphany that Jesus Christ is making himself known to us. Here it is in this great season of Epiphany that Jesus Christ is showing us more and more of who he is. Yeah? Today's Gospel, we're told that 2,000 years ago, here is Jesus, who returns back to his home country of Nazareth. He goes back to Nazareth. We remember the Christmas story, right? Here he is. He's born in Bethlehem, where where Joseph takes him to, right? Takes Mary, and she gives birth in Bethlehem. And then here is Herod, who wants to kill the child. And so Joseph takes Mary and Jesus, goes to Egypt. And then when he returns from Egypt, they dwell in the city of Nazareth. So here is Jesus now. He returns back to his home country. Returns back to his home country. And as he's there, it's said that he's already started his ministry. And as he's started his ministry, everyone hears of who he is. He's this famous preacher, this famous teacher, and everyone kind of can't get enough. And here it is. Here is Jesus who is returning, the same Jesus who grew up in the neighborhood, the same Jesus who we knew. You know, we knew his parents, we knew him, we knew every... We know him. Here he is, he's gone all around, and now he's coming back, and here he is in our synagogue. And the synagogue, Jesus, we are told, goes to because it's his custom. It's his tradition. It's what he knows he has to do each week. We're not told he goes because he likes the choir. We're not told he goes because he likes the preachers. We're not told he goes because he likes the... No, we're told because he goes there because he must. We go there because he is a devout Jew, because he is a devout follower of God, and this is where he prays to God, right? A little lesson for us as well. This must be our custom as well. We need to be able to worship God no matter the circumstance, no matter if we feel bored or out of it or spiritual dryness or whatever it might be, we need to come and do our tradition, what is our custom, what it is that God has prescribed us to do. So here is Jesus. He is here in the midst of the synagogue. And as he sits down, he's invited to preach. This is very normal. Many teachers, who are especially well-known, are invited to teach at the synagogue to read the text of the day, to read the scripture of the day, and to be able to elaborate on it, to be able to give some sort of spiritual lesson, right? So here's Jesus who stands up, and he reads the prophet Isaiah. If you remember from previous homilies. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus, here are prophets who are sent from God, in which the prophets speak of someone else who is to come. It's always mysterious as to who this one is to come. But the prophet Isaiah today says he is the anointed one. Anointed. Which means the Christ. Christ means anointed. So here is, here is what Jesus reads. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to prisoners, recovery of sight to those who are blind, to release the oppressed, Proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. After he reads this, he sits down. He hands the scroll back to the attendant, and there's silence. After that silence, Jesus looks at the crowd, and he says, Everything you've heard here, the person whom Isaiah is pointing to, is me. I am now today, this word is fulfilled in your hearing. 
And everyone is amazed. Right? The crowd at first is amazed. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to think. And they love his words. They love in the way in which he preaches, the way in which he speaks. But then they begin to think to themselves, is this not the same Jesus who is the son of Joseph, the son of Mary? The same Jesus who we knew? The same Jesus who we knew when he was a kid? Who is this kid who now enters into our country and now wants to tell me about what the prophet Isaiah said? How is this even possible? You see, they place Jesus into a box. They think they have them all figured out. And so they say to Jesus, you know, and Jesus knows what it is that they're thinking. And he says, doubtless you will quote to me, physician, heal yourself. I will not perform the same works that I've performed everywhere else. Why? The same signs and miracles. Because the people just want a show. And once they receive their show, they're going to get bored, pack up, and move home, and nothing else. The hearts are not moved. Nothing is converted. It's worthless for him to perform any signs and miracles. And he says, a prophet is not welcome in his own, own home country. Not at all. And he quotes two prophets, Elijah and Elisha, who can't even preach to the Jews because their own people have rejected them. So often, my brothers and sisters, we fall into this trap. This trap where here we are in Epiphany, we've, un, we've unwrapped this gift of Jesus, and as we've unwrapped this gift of Jesus, things become kind of stale, we kind of miss the point, and here it is, we become too used to our prayer life, we become too used to just coming to church on Sundays because it becomes just kind of second nature, whatever it might be, tradition, what I've been taught, you name it. We can't lose sight of why it is that we're here. We can't lose sight of who Jesus is, even though Jesus continuously each week tells us, this is who I am. Why do we lose sight of Jesus? I think there's a couple reasons. One of the reasons I really think is because we sometimes miss what happens to be right in front of us because sometimes we don't want to see it. We don't want to see it. We don't want to acknowledge it. We don't want to admit what's true. And I think what we don't want to admit sometimes is true is the very simple fact, and think with me for a moment, that Jesus Christ is God. Because if Jesus Christ is God, that changes our whole way of thinking. Now it is, we always have to choose for God and against God. We have to choose whatever is against God, right? We never choose what's against God. We, oh, rather, we oh, sometimes choose what's against God because that is where sin creeps into our life. But how much easier is it to say, I don't want to acknowledge God. I don't want to acknowledge that Jesus even exists. It's easier for me to just pretend like it doesn't exist. To pretend like, eh, I can just do what it is that I want. I can choose against God and everything will be fine. We need to realize that this is sometimes what goes on in our mind. Whether we realize it or not. Second, sometimes we miss what is right in front of us because we are too close to see it. We miss what's right, right in front of us because we're too close to see it. What I mean by this is this. Sometimes we don't really kind of take, take pleasure in the moment. We don't really kind of acknowledge the moment. We don't really kind of acknowledge the great blessings that God gives us each and every day because we're too busy with anxieties. We're too busy with kind of our, our own thoughts. We're too busy with our own fears. We're too busy with all these things that keep us away from Jesus. All these things that keep us away from really acknowledging and taking pleasure in the moment. How many spouses, when it is that, that their husband or their wife, you know, for some reason is out of their lives, they begin to say, wow, look at all those good moments that, that were great, but I ruined it. I didn't take pleasure in that moment. I didn't really kind of acknowledge that moment. I didn't quite love my spouse in that moment. 
or our kids when they grow older and they're out of the house and then we say, man, I, you know, I kind of missed when it is that they were growing up. I kind of missed when it is as they were growing older. And you only kind of realize it later on. Same goes here. The Eucharist sometimes becomes kind of this thing that we take each and every week and we lose focus of how important it is in our life that sometimes if we miss a week or two, we don't really realize, hey, I'll just go to church the next week or the next week or the next week. And we just kind of lose sight because it's so readily available to us. Because here it is, we are every week and it's made available to us. We lose sight of what it is because it's so near to us and so readily available to us. We need to be able to refresh our minds. You see, they kept Jesus in a box and think they had him all figured out. Sometimes in our own faith, we think we can have Jesus all figured out. There's nothing more I can learn. Everything's kind of, everything's kind of you know, static and, and nothing's really changing. Everything is just kind of going on a plateau. I go to church, my life goes on, repeat and repeat and repeat. No, no, no. There must be a refreshment. There must be us realizing that Jesus Christ is present with us at this very hour, very moment, this very second. My brothers and sisters, this week, and for the rest of our lives, you know, but this week especially, I want us to really kind of, especially through this epiphany season, I want us to just, in our prayer, very simply, as we wake up in, our, in, in the morning, as we wake up in our morning prayers, as we begin to pray our morning prayers, we need to be able to ask Jesus, and to remember to ask Jesus, Jesus, be present in my life. Be present in my life. I know that you are present in my life because the Holy Spirit dwells within me, but help me to be aware of your presence each and every hour, each and every minute, each and every second. I know that you are present. Help me to realize it. And the more in which you realize it, the more in which you live for him, the more in which you choose for him, the more in which you walk his way, and the more in which you are refreshed each and every day in knowing that he is there. He is with you. He is God. And we choose for him. And there's always more to learn when it is that we follow Jesus and know that he is present in our day. He offers us blessings and he offers us the way. But unless we're present, we'll never find that way. Amen. Let us stand well.